Welcome to Full Advisor Coaching, the podcast with Kristen Harrod. From launching her RIA to guiding countless financial advisors, Kristen is your VIP ticket to reach new levels of success and fulfillment. Dive into growth strategies and grab next-level marketing, sales, and leadership insights to supercharge your business. Joined by industry experts, Kristen's here to help you do more of what you love. Hello, and welcome to the Full Advisor Coaching Podcast with Kristen Herod. Kristen, it's episode two. Episode one, we learned a little bit about you. Episode two, we're going to learn a little bit about full advisor coaching and whatever that is. So why don't we just get right into it? What is this brand, Full Advisor Coaching? Well, Bill, it's all about fulfillment. And I know it seems sort of like on the nose, like full advisor fulfillment. But when I was thinking about what do I want to name this business and this program, I thought about the type of people I want to work with and what I want to do and and the where the excitement comes from. And I find that sparks come alive when I start seeing people tap into what fulfills them, right? So mm-hmm. this is full advisor coaching is all about finding fulfillment as an entrepreneur and just as a person walking on this planet, right? Mm-hmm. So We all know, especially after COVID, just how important, how professional and personal lives really now blend together. And full advisor coaching is really about helping entrepreneurs in the financial advice industry who want to achieve that whole life fulfillment. So it's not just about how do I create the business that I want, but how do I create the business I want while also being the person I want to be, Yeah, right? And living the life I want to live. And so it's it's often a lot about the same way that the advisors I work with work with their own clients, right? Because they're helping enable their clients, let go of anxiety, focus on what they really want and have their money serving them. And, and a lot of the advisors I work with have that mindset of growth mindset, and they take it to their clients and help their clients see that as well. So when I was looking to create the sort of next iteration of my career and put together uh, this company, Full Advisor Coaching, mm-hmm. I wanted to bring together the, sure, the the decades of marketing coaching that I have and the business coaching experience that I bring from working with so many advisors, but also the life coaching elements that come up. So we could kind of marry the three of those to help advisors find that true fulfillment, which is how can you achieve the full potential of your business while also living a full life? And that's really what the brand is about. It's tapping into that burning desire that a lot of the entrepreneurs I work with have that says there, there's a voice in their brain that says, I know I can do more and I have a lot more potential and I'm I'm not quite able to m- make that, that tip into the next big leap. So the advisors I'm working with have reached a certain level of success right? They've, they've gotten to a place, they've worked yeah. hard, they've come into a place where they've achieved a level of success and they have a choice they can make. So the choice is, I'm good. I'm going to hang right where I am and keep things going and things are nice. And that's totally fine. Yeah. 
And then there's people who are like, I feel like something's missing. I'm not quite where I want to be. And I think I can get there. And that may be not just through work, but in other parts of their life too, where they feel like they have so much more they can give. Mm. And so it's really about how do we structure and, and help them with the business to create a sustainable business over time that allows them that freedom to get out and pursue the elements that would fill their cup, if you will, or yeah. provide a more full life. Well, tell me about that inspiration, because it seems like working with those advisors is what inspired this new, oh, absolutely. Venture, this new brand. Yes. So, you know, as we talked about in episode one, I've been working with advisors for a very long time. Right. And what I started to see a common thread among the advisors who gave me the most energy and provided the most fulfillment for me, which is advisors who were in this situation where they are approaching or they're working on creating version two ah. of their business. So it's like version 2.0, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's kind of a, a neat concept. And at first, you know, the first time I presented it, I was like, I don't know if this is going to resonate. And wouldn't you know it? It's like, everyone's like, you know, eyes light up, like, that's exactly what we're doing. And so there's kind of different scenarios where the version 2.0 comes up. And I'd say there's about three different types of people or RAA leaders that I've seen right. this come about with. Okay. And I don't well, know. Tell if it would us help. about that. I mean, yeah, tell I us say about I could share people, yeah. some stories about yeah. that if that makes sense. So let's take Janice. We'll use a different name, right? So right, Janice, she's 50 years old. She started her own firm maybe a decade ago maybe not even quite that long, but she worked hard. She's grew it from a one woman show to having multiple advisors, many clients, a defined niche. And she's finally reached that level of a million dollars in revenue. So it's a big deal, right? And so this is a point for her where she has to decide or she chooses to decide, I either stay at this level and do what I'm doing or I look ahead. And I remember her saying to me, she's like, I think I can make this a $10 million business. I really believe that I can do this. And so what we talked about and what we worked through was her embracing that role of business owner or C CEO, stepping out of the day-to-day -day operations, stepping out of all of the client work. Now, of course, maintaining some client work is often uh, something advisors want to do just because they enjoy that work. Right. But starting to say, I need to step into the shoes of being a business owner more mm -hmm. so than before, where you're you're kind of juggling it all and saying, all right, I want to do that. So she's stepping into that role and really taking a new look at what does that mean and what does that look like? So that's that is a common situation. The I started my own firm. I got it to a certain level. Now I'm embracing this new new importance of being a CEO and a business owner. Not that they haven't been there before, but now it has a heightened importance of being a leader in that way. Seems to me, and you know, this is what's happening in my mind, is I'm thinking about the difference between an entrepreneur and somebody who comes in to run a company. There are, you know, you hear lots of stories about there's two different kinds of people. But you're right. saying basically there are two different kinds of people inside 
the financial advisors you're working with, in essence. Well, yes. I mean, so these are the people who said, I'm going to put up my own shingle. Right. Um, not like myself. I mean, uh, not unlike myself. And they they started building their business and, you know, hustling and grinding and working around the clock and getting it really pounding the payment and building a business. Right. So they got to a point where they had a practice that is likely now turning into more of a business where they have to you know, get more formal, set up systems, set up processes. And it's a shift in how you operate if you want to start to scale to get to that bigger 10x your current revenue. So that, and that's not uncommon. The more common situation that I'm seeing, there's two more, but the one that, that I've seen over and over again when I was doing fractional CMO work for RAAs, where I'd come in and help with their marketing, set their marketing strategy is the second generation of leadership, right? So we had the founder, a lot of found, you know, of the independent REA that's been around for 30, sometimes 35 years where they they were the first to kind of break away and start, start an independent REA and really take that risk. And they've built it up to, uh, so it's been 30, 35 years, they built it up and they have the <laughs> second generation of leadership coming in. And this could be, you know, someone who's 45, 50 years old, even anywhere, probably 40 to 50, where they are partners in the firm Mm -hmm. and the founder is exiting. So the founder's exiting or at least stepping way back, you know, because he most likely it's a he, but not 100%, but everyone I've ever worked with, it's been a he is retiring and he's in his say 80s. And Ugh. while he may consult in, he's like, all right, we need, I need this next generation of leadership to come in. And how do these new leaders? Well, no, no, I get the sense of uh, the question probably in their mind is how do these new leaders take over and move this business forward in some kind of way and make an impact on the business? Right. That- right. Yeah. So it's like, how do they? take over and navigate that complexity of inheriting the founder's legacy. Right. Right. And sort of, and hanging on, like taking all that is good from the founder's legacy while also putting their own stamp on things. Right. So how can they, what do they need to do to adapt or change for this version 2.0? Because a lot has changed, right? In in 30 years. Oh yeah. And the way of doing business, not only from the, the way that the founder probably got out and did a lot of cold calls, a lot of networking, a lot of hustle in um, a different way with without technology to today where a digital presence is essential, yes. where consumers have a lot more trust issues. They have a lot more information on hand. So the operating environment for these RAA leaders is different. And of course, technology is completely different completely from where it was. I mean, and just, yeah, I think people always talk about how you operate the business is very different, which is true, but you have to remember that consumers too um, have been through too many sort of implosions of things. And, and we've had the the Bernie Madoffs and the scams and, the, and just the proliferation of information is overwhelming to them. And so RAA leaders really need to think about what does that mean for their version 2.0? And they're dealing with different issues. And and what's interesting is the actual advisors themselves don't necessarily, there are some who are more rainmaker types, but they're really more about creating systems to attract in new clients versus just having a 
sort of founder powerhouse who's out there picking up the phone, making the calls and, gotcha. and doing the traditional rainmaking. So we we have to approach just business development in a whole different way. So that that is a common theme, especially at this stage, given that there was sort of an era of founders who set up who were early adopters to the independent REA model. And now they're they've reached this point of exiting and then we have this second generation coming in. And then there's a third case that's not as popular, though I expect it will pick up over the next five to 10 years, which is the advisors who are breaking away from the wirehouse. We've been seeing that where they're doing, mm. the advisors are leaving the Goldman Sachs or Merrill Lynch's of the world and the Morgan Stanley's. And they're saying, I want to be in the independent space. They have an established business, but they're stepping away to be in, to create and run their own REA. Yeah. So that one's coming up. And then, you know, it can also come in other forums where you've been an advisor team operating fairly independently, but with the um, support of a corporate REA. And you're saying, you know what, now it's time. We're going to completely break from this support and do it ourselves. So it's been pretty fascinating to see the consistency of these various scenarios throughout the last five, 10 years of working with advisors is really seeing, okay, the industry's maturing. We're having more independent REAs. We're reaching new levels. And now there's, okay, where are we going from here? It's interesting to me because both from a transitional as aspect and from a breaking away and going out on your own aspect, what you're really talking about is a giant change. Transitions yes. are very hard to navigate. Breaking away is very hard to navigate. Right. And and for each of these people, because they have that entrepreneurial mindset and like the the drive and excitement to have the freedom to do things the way they want to do it and create what they want to create. Another really important part is that they don't want to sacrifice living a full life too, right? So we don't want to overlook that, like to take on these bigger visions or new endeavors or, you know, step into a leadership role. They also seek and live full lives outside of the office so that, you know, spending time with family and friends and fitness and personal health and personal development, having time to themselves, traveling, having experiences, learning, all these different things, volunteering, contributing to their communities. It's like these people that I attract in and I enjoy working with and that are in this growth-minded kind of visionary leadership role mm -hmm. don't want to give everything up for the office, right? For the professional life. They, they kind of want their cake and eat it too. And sure. it's really about that whole, like sort of filling up all of the cups, along the yeah, way. Yeah, so it's, yeah. you know, you kind of think about the, the, I love the coaching tool, the wheel of life, where you look at all the aspects of your life and you go, okay, which parts are full right now? Which parts, where's the glass a little empty? Where do we need to fill it up a little? And so it's kind of looking at what do we prioritize when, right? So it's, it's never yeah. like, oh, we're going to perfectly just balance out the two, that work-life balance myth, if you will, like you can't just balance them out, but how do we integrate? right? Work-life integration. So, and and I feel like even saying work-life integration, you're sort of saying work gets half of it <laughs> and life gets the other half. And so it's 
And, and that may, I mean, it, it ultimately is often the reality, but it's how do we do that dance between the various parts of your life to yeah. create that fulfillment? And that really is what inspires me. And, and a lot of that starts with getting the business in control where you feel like I know what to prioritize. I have clarity. I have confidence. And I can be on my path to fulfillment. Yeah. Well, that's a coach's job, right? The co- right. You, exactly. The coach's job is to come in and say, hey, team. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I'll tell you the, the commonality and what I'm hearing that resonates, because it, it's kind of fun to create new brands, as I've done yes. it many times helping other advisors, is like, you're like, what's the commonality? What is it that, what is the problem that you're solving? And People, when I'm speaking with advisors in these various stories, right, they all feel scattered, right? Mm. Scattered, which at first I was like, well, I don't want to go out with scattered. But ultimately, it's like they they just want to know what to prioritize and where to focus their time, money, yeah. energy, because they do have so many things they want to focus on. And so, and, and we have so much coming at us and everyone's, you know, it, advisors often, and this often comes back to the <laughs> business development element where it's like, we look at the things like marketing, sales, client experience, and how they all go together. And that particular area can really spark questions of where do I put my energy or my focus? Because any one of those sections of that ecosystem can require a number of, a lot of resource, a lot of effort. And there can be so many different conflicting views of like how we should approach, what we should prioritize, how do we do it? So it's really about how do we crystallize what matters most to you and your business right now so that you can focus on those things, do them well, get the team in place that you need, get the expertise that you need to help you. And then you can feel that sort of sense of calm of like, I'm on a path, I have a plan, I know what I'm doing. That's a lot of change to manage. Change is really difficult to manage, and that's a lot of change. All the kinds of things you're talking about are are difficult to navigate. So some people might look at you and go, you seem like a reasonable, smart, intelligent woman. Why would you choose to focus on a niche that's got so many moving variables in it, if you will? So why are you focusing on this niche? Well, I think quite honestly, Bill, it's because I've felt that before, right? I've felt that I've uh, been in that situation where yeah. you feel like I have more potential. There's way more I can do. I know I can. I know there's more in me. And I also have have navigated that balance of you know raising a family, trying to start a business while you're raising a family, and trying to also engage and explore the world and participate in your whole life and maintain that level of fitness and health and all of these different things. And so I I know the frustration that can come when you don't have a plan or insight into the systems that can help you when you're not on that path, when you have that eating at you inside of you, feeling like I'm scattered, I don't know where to focus, I'm not sure what to prioritize, but yet you go, I'm an intelligent human, I know I can figure this out. I'm very capable. I've always been able to prove myself. So I think it's having gone through that myself and found solutions and tapped into help and expertise and been able to create those that framework for myself. That's what I wanted to bring to this audience. I mean, it's kind of hard to say, but I, you know, I I suffer a lot from general anxiety. More, I've had a lot of us do. So we can yes, yeah. that. <laughs> like to the yes, but to the degree, like, you know, I've I've had to have 
a fair amount of like, you know, therapy medic and medication and, sure. and the balance of all of that in a way that's fine. You know, I've, it's been something for decades now. So I don't think, I don't think too much about it, but I appreciate how anxiety can serve as a, as energy yeah, or it can be the opposite, right? So it exactly. can be debil- debilitating or it can be energizing. And so I've learned how to make, to search and find what's, what are the activities that bring energy. And so what really, uh, I think my underlying motivation is really about helping people eliminate anxiety. And the people I like helping are entrepreneurs, people who want to start, who want to create their own freedom, who want to have unended opportunity for prosperity, who want to contribute and be complete whole people in the world, right? So I want to free them of that anxiety and help them operate in those moments of, of, energy like where are they getting the the most energy out of the work they're doing the life they're living and to me as i've tapped into that for myself and learned how to make that shift and create you know a plan and a system and and a framework to do that i'm excited to share that and continue sharing that with advisors and and i've brought that to a new level with this full advisor coaching so what's on offer for those who are interested in thinking, I can relate to some of this. So what what, what do we got here? (laughs) Well, I know I'm excited because the Full Advisor Fundamentals Program, which is my signature offering, my first offering under this brand, is essentially built to help advisors who are growth-minded, visionary entrepreneurs who are in situations like I've talked about, who have reached a certain level of success and are trying to elevate to that next level and whatever that means for them. That version 2.0, it's a year-long program, and it's built around this framework I've been discussing, which is called the Fulfillment Framework, right? So it's a framework that we'll use to set the plan for the year, help someone understand the systems to follow, the steps to take to help them lift off of whatever the plateau they're on right now. So we will, it's a blend of training from me, from vetted experts in the industry. I have a number of relationships with all kinds of providers in the industry that can help. And it just depends on your situation and who you are, but we plug in different experts along the way so that you're getting the help and advice you need from experts who focus on those types of things. There's group training, group coaching, so that you can learn not just from me, but from the other advisors who are in the same situation. And then there's one-on-one work because I do know everyone has sort of customized questions and situations and nuances to creating their version 2.0. So it's an exciting offer It's set up for the whole year so that you have the support you need. And importantly, it's paced out because I've done, I participated in and I've delivered programs in the past where if they're short and you try to jam a bunch of content in, everyone gets frozen and stuck and they don't, they feel they can get to it later. Like, just tell me and then I'll do it later. So it's really about how do we pace it out in a way for you and your team so that I have RAA leaders. And then I've also invited them to bring an implementer along with them. So a lot of times all the great ideas get stuck by in the CEO's head or yeah. in, in the head, the financial advisor's head. And they're like, great, I want to do that. And we have someone on the team, but the information never gets 
gets back to them or it doesn't get back to a way that will actually enable action to happen. So I've set it up so that there's strategy and then there's implementation sessions so that we can balance the two and it helps the advisor empower their team and also just make sure things get done because I've seen it too many times that it's like great concept. Let's get it finished. So yeah. Go, yeah. That's do a it. quick peek. There's way more to it. it but Did you that's, do it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I really do. I think that the element of ha- knowing there's other people in the same boat as you right. is really helpful and kind of creating that community. And I won't lie, I learned from people who participate as well. I've seen that year, year in and year out in working with advisors that we all learn from each other, even though, you know, I'm bringing the leadership skills, I'm bringing the systems and the processes and the how-tos, and this is what works and this is what doesn't, but I learned too from them along the way. And so it, to me, is is fulfilling on both fronts. That's great, actually. And it's really encouraging to hear, as a matter of fact. For those financial advisors who might be listening to this and are thinking, I'd like a further conversation with Kristen, how do they do that? How do they reach out to you? Oh, that's very easy. I have um, a calendar link. It's go.oncehub.com slash Kristen Herod. And I think we can probably put that in the show notes, but it's- That'd be great, yeah. Yeah, go.oncehub.com and then Kristen Herod, two I's, two A's. K-R-I-S-T-I-N-H-A-R-A-D. And I'm doing fit assessments, which are about 45 minutes conversation where we just talk about your business, what you're facing, what it's about, and just what you want help with. And then we talk through it and see if it makes sense that you join the program or maybe there's another solution for you. And then some people may not be ready for that yet or may just be interested in learning more. So I do have my website, fulladvisorcoaching.com. You can go there, sign up for our mailing list and stay apprised of the content we put out when the next podcast episode Mm -hmm. is and uh, just learn about the programs as we add new things to the offering. So that initial conversation, just so we're clear, that initial conversation is an is a no obligation conversation, right? It's an exploratory. Oh, always. One. Yeah, it's just exploratory. And hopefully I can give you some advice or actionable tips that you can take away right then and there. And then if it makes sense to work together, we'll talk about the next steps from there. That's fantastic. Thanks, Kristen. Thanks, Bill. It's really nice, really nice visit. And uh, thank you listeners for taking the time to listen to this. As suggested, if you don't want to miss another one of these podcasts, hit the subscribe button. That makes it easy for you because then you don't have to think, when does Kristen come out with these things and uh, where did I hear it? No, hit subscribe. It gets delivered to wherever you listen to podcasts and you will never miss another episode. We would also ask that if you find this conversation and the series interesting and helpful, rate it, give it a rating, share it with people, spread the word about the podcast and get the word out there, if you will. On behalf of Kristen, I'm Bill Tucker, encouraging you to go out and live your best life and live it today. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Full Advisor Coaching, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the follow button so you'll never miss an episode. To learn more about how you can become a part of the Full Advisor community, visit fulladvisorcoaching.com. Remember, stay connected and get notified as soon as brand new episodes release. Click the follow button now.
The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kristen Herod or Full Advisor Coaching.